Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Resilience is My Beauty with yours truly, Tawanta J. What's going on, family? How are you all doing? I hope everyone is doing amazing and feeling good. You know what's up, sis? Just come on in and grab you something to drink. Have a, have yourself a cup of tea, maybe, or a glass of wine, or cold ice water, whatever floats your boat, right? <laughs> and come on in our special room, have a sit down, prop your feet up. Take a deep breath in. Exhale slow. What's up? What's going on, family? How are you doing? I hope everyone is doing amazing. You're feeling good. Everybody's doing good together. (laughs) How was your week, girl? Tell me about it. Was it a good one? Was it a stressful one? Was it like, oh my Lord, I'm so glad this week is over kind of kind of moment, right? How was it? My week was pretty decent. It was pretty good. I cannot complain. I can't, co- I could actually, I, I, I really can take a minute and really voice my truth, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> the truth is I'm just thankful to be here. I'm grateful to see another day. I'm glad I made it this far. That's it. Honestly, I mean, I can just gripe and complain all day long if I want to. But I mean, honestly, it just doesn't matter. I'm just so grateful to see another day. So I'm hoping you all are feeling the same way too. I'm hoping that you all are just taking the deep breath in and just and, and truly appreciating you know, the breath of life, right? The breath of life. Um, yeah, a lot has been going on, uh, this past few, uh, days and whatnot, especially all over the world and, um, you know, all over the country and, you know, and just a lot, just a lot happening, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm hoping that everybody is just taking it easy and just truly, really just embracing the moment and um, just really appreciating their family, man, and pre- appreciating their children, their spouse, and um, and that's it's not allowing the issues of this world to really, you know, come in your house and start causing chaos. You know what I'm saying? If they are not invited, not unless you welcome them in. Other than that, they're just not invited into your home because the world, they got enough problems on their own. You don't need any additional problems and drama all up in your house right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So listen, guys, we're going to get right down to the nitty gritty. I'm continuing my series on doing your homework. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about, um, you know, buying a house and, you know, what are the steps or, you know, what are the things that you need to consider or think about when it comes to buying your home and all those things. And um, also started talking about getting married, which is, I believe, was one of the big topics <laughs> for a lot of us sisters out there. Um, you know, and you know what to do and what not to do. Some of you probably have been married before and you probably have been thinking about making that commitment again and you just don't want to make the same mistake twice. Uh, and there's some of you that, you know, never been married, but you do you hope, you do hope that you uh, do get married um, very, very soon, right? But you don't know what to do yourself. You don't know if you should be the hunter. You don't know if you should you know, make that big, bold move and, 
be aggressive in a way and ask guys out versus the guys asking you out, that kind of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old school, you know, I'm, I'm that uh, old romantic type of diva. You know, I believe chivalry is still active. There are men out there who really are old school as well. And they truly, you know, truly, um, embrace, you know, um, women, they love women and they love, you know, respecting and honoring women. You know what I mean? Um, so, but I know a lot of us sisters out there, we are totally like looking at, you know, looking at the situation is like, is there any good brothers out there? Oh, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Um, but you know what? Instead of us looking out for the brothers, we need to be really channeling that time and energy on ourselves. And that's what I had uh, talked about last week. You know, um, as a woman, we we definitely need to look at ourselves first before we even dare think about, you know, getting married. A lot of us out there, you know, still believe that, you know, if I find my mate, that makes me whole. And I'm here to tell you, darling, that that is so far from the truth. (laughs) You need to be a whole woman before you even dare step into a relationship or even a committed relationship with a brother, okay? You need to be completely whole inside and out. You definitely need to know, you know, love yourself, love your mistakes, love your, your, your strengths as well as your weaknesses, you know, love what you have become and what and who you are becoming. You know what I mean? And that's a process, okay? Every person is different, you know, but you can become that true virtuous woman um, if you allow God to direct your path. He can truly help you. There's a lot of us sisters out there are still broken, You know, we're still bleeding from the previous relationships. We're still picking at the wounds, you know, that the previous relationships left behind. And we're thinking that if we get into a current relationship with someone, that that person can, you know, um, can be that Band-Aid, if you will, um, to that wound. And we won't have to feel the pain anymore. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, nine times out of 10, it doesn't last like that forever. Because again, you know, you coming into the relationship still, you know, still hurting. And that person that you commit, that you in a relationship with, they too are probably coming in still wounded themselves and not really having given themselves enough time to really, you know, uh, get healed, you know, um, internally, physically, emotionally, mentally, all of the above, right? So that's basically what I had talked about last week. And I know for some of you, you probably be like, wow, I didn't expect, you know, to hear all of that, you know, about before getting married. You're like, what does that have to do about getting married? It has a whole lot to do. You know, you got to check yourself before you start checking that that dude, okay? <laughs> you know, you got to check yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror and you have to, you know, look at the ugliness of you. And I'm just being real with you. And I'm not talking about the physical ugliness. I'm talking about all of the issues and the stuff that has been locked inside of your heart for a long time. And God knows what they are. He knows exactly what they are, honey. 
You know, you can try to run away all you want. But at some point, you're going to have to uh, take ownership, you know, and um, and admit that, yes, this is my weakness. Or, yes, I, I'm still angry. Or, yes, I'm still bitter. Or, yes, you know, uh, I, I, he, never, he never apologized, you know, this kind of stuff, you know. And you hold on to the memories of what that person has, what that person did to you. Nine times out of ten, if you get in a committed relationship with someone currently now, you, those, that, that pain and the memories of that previous relationship is going to, it's going to cause some kind of, you know, confusion in this current relationship. Because as soon as that guy says something or does something, it's going to trigger, um, a memory in your past relationships. And then you're going to start putting yourself in that defense mode and you're going to start attacking, you know, um, you know, the guy. And then, you know, he's going to be like, what's going on? Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you acting this way? Blah, 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 blah. So to avoid all of that, honestly, to avoid all of that, beloved, yes, you need to truly identify within you, you know, what are the issues in your life that needs to be healed, that needs to be resolved, that needs to be, you know, that needs to be taken care of before you even dare, you know, start, you know, a committed relationship with someone else. So now we're going to continue on with this, um, you know, part two of getting married. So, of course, as as you have, for most of you sisters, pretty much, I'm hoping that you have, you know, been living the single life and you have truly enjoyed, you know, and you are enjoying, you know, living as a single woman and you are embracing, you know, the beauty of who you are and who you are becoming um, you are probably at that stage of your life where you are ready to, you know, move forward in a relationship with someone. Um, and you probably have been dating someone for a minute and both of you have been pretty much, you know, feeling that same vibe amongst each other and knowing that this relationship you guys been, that you guys have created together, you know, um, it's, it's, it could go another level and that's all good and everything. Um, I just wanted to share with you, um, you know, certain things that you need to, you know, just be, be aware of and, um, you know, and not get clouded or get overwhelmed by the surroundings of other people and their, and their, um, their opinions and all those things like that. First and foremost, let me put this out there as a disclaimer. I am not a professional marriage therapist or anything like that. I am nowhere near licensed of any form or fashion. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. Um, tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> you know, of marriage, uh, a marriage life. And it, it, it is all of that because I tell you, you will have some storms and you will have some hurricanes. You will have some uh, tsunamis. You're going to have them all, honey. Um, and it will put you to your knees. Okay. It will put you to your knees and it will have you to pray a little bit harder, (laughs) you know, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you definitely will say, God, I made it, you know, because of you. And, uh, (laughs) and the, the marriage is still going in spite of what, what happened in spite of what took place you know, yet we're still here, you know? 
Um, so yeah, I just want to put that out there. I am not a professional license, uh, a professional uh, marriage counselor of any kind. This is just all based on personal experience. And also it's just to be an inspiration to a lot of other sisters out there who too one day wants to be, you know, wants to be a missus and all those things. And, um, I just want to share and give you some advice. You don't have to take the advice that I'm pouring out. You know, that's totally to your discretion, but I definitely want to be able just to, um, you know, enlighten you and just hopefully that what you hear will definitely will stay, you know, in the back of your mind um, as you move forward into that season of, you know, matrimony. (laughs) So, of course, you know, uh, if you are committed in a relationship with someone and you guys been together for a good year or two or whatever, and you have basically have come to the conclusion of moving the relationship to, uh, pre-marriage, um, um, premarital step, if you will, or what have you, uh, congratulations, all that good stuff. If you have, um, just, you know, accepted the hand of of marriage, you know, the engagement and all that, congratulations, all that good stuff and everything. Um, but here's something here that I definitely want you all to, um, to, to take at heart. Make sure that the decisions you make in regards to your marriage or future marriage is your decision. Don't have people come in and put their little two cents in. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't care who they are. I mean, you know, of course people have people who cares for you. They're going to have their advice or whatever. Not unless you ask. Now, I mean, it's different. So if you ask like your, like your auntie or your mom or your grandmama, uh, for advice about, how to how you know how to do certain things or whatever you know in your marriage i mean you know that that's a little you know of course they're going to give you their advice or what have you um and thank god for those um for those mothers out there those medias out there if you will that truly do um you know that really do care for you and they want the best for you and they and they will honestly speak their truth not to scare you or anything but they will speak their truth um you know, definitely, you know, take their word and just, um, pray over that. But there are some other people in your life, you know, especially your besties or what have you, or just girlfriends in general, um, you know, uh, that will probably say certain things or whatever. And especially for those that have never really been married before, um, you know, they have been out of relationships back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> you know, they can only give you so much advice because they have never been married before. Um, and also, you know, you just have to be careful what, what you share in the conversation, because, you know, you may have an entourage of sisters up there in there that really, that may appear to like they really have your back, but honestly, some of them could truly be jealous too. And I know that may sound so like old fashioned or whatever the case may be, but truth, let me tell you the truth. Honestly, that it still happens today. You just have to uh, basically just know what to say and what not to say when you are around those individuals or around a group of people. 
when it's time to make those important decisions in regards to your marriage or to your wedding or what have you, or with that person that you are about to commit to, um, you are the one that needs to make that decision. You have to be the one to know for sure if this person is for you. You know, like I said, other people will come in and say, oh, he'll be the best for you. Oh, he has, oh, he will take you places and, you know, he's this, he's that or whatever. And yeah, from their, from their perspective, oh yeah, it may seem to be the best decision ever. But you got to remember, they're not marrying him. You are, right? They're not going to be the one that's going to say, I do, Right? you are. So you still have to make that decision for you. I mean, yeah, you are engaged, but you're still not married. So you still have some time, right? To really pray and say, Lord, is this guy for me? Because, you know, we get caught up in the romance and, you know, and the prettiness and the handsomeness of the guy and, you know, and all what he can do for you and the marriage and stuff and how things are currently, you know, going on uh, in your life. You get so caught up in that stuff and not saying it's a bad thing, but you really got to honestly, you got to push that to the side. You really, really do. OK, and really start thinking five years from now, 10 years from now, you got to understand you are making a commitment with someone that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And there are going to be some trials. There are going to be some challenges. There are going to be some unexpected moments that could shift your marriage and shift your emotions real quick. And, you know, will you be ready for that? Will you be able to handle those things with him? You know, uh, if you have taken that time out to really get to know him, I mean, really get to know him as far as his temperament, as far as, you know, how he is when it comes to peer pressure and you see, you know, how he responds and how he reacts. And, you know, if you haven't had any second thoughts or doubts, you know, about his whole demeanor, um, you know, you, you definitely, if you feel comfortable, great. But if you have, you know, have been thinking more about the issue or about the problems or the concerns, that's something you cannot just, you know, just brush off in your mind. That's something you definitely need to handle right at the table. You know, you and him, nobody else, just you and him. And just talk to him about your concerns about that issue, you know, and pray that he will give you the truth and nothing but the truth. Be prepared for the truth, too. That's the thing, because we say we want the truth, but are we really prepared for the answer? So you definitely need to ask God to help you with that. Because if you are in a relationship right now and you really do see yourself committed to this guy, but yet there are some, mm, you know, some uncomfortable situations that you have noticed about him or whatever, and you're still not at ease and you want to confront him about it, you know, will you be ready for the answer? 
right? Will you be ready to handle the answer? And if the answer is what you dread, you know, what's the next step from there? You know, will that shift everything? You know, will there not be a wedding? You know what I'm saying? So this is the opportunity more than ever to really, really, you know, be super sensitive, if you will, uh, about the relationship, about him, you know, before you finalize the, uh, the wedding and, you know, and all the other stuff that comes along with that, you know? the people that's in your ears you got to you got to mute them out your ears okay you don't need everybody all up in your in your territory just telling you what to do what not to do oh honey he's a good man oh yeah honey keep him oh this and that whatever and i'm that and i'm not saying that he isn't a good man but is he good enough for you and you are the only one that can determine that right not what your mama said, not what your nana said, you know, because they just looking at the pocket. They're looking at, you know, for some of them, they're looking at the money. They're looking at, you know, how he's living, how he's dressing and all those things, you know, and, and, and all of that is fine. But you need to know who you are marrying, you know, who you with, <laughs> who you going to be with for the rest of your life. That is important. You don't need nobody that's going to one minute, you know, one minute he's one way. And then after you say, I do, it's a totally different person. You need to know, you know, for sure. Um, and if you are, if you 100% sure and you have been talking to God about it and God has truthfully revealed to you instead in your heart and your spirit that this is your husband. Wonderful. Now, get ready for the next step. And that is after the marriage. I'm not after, I'm sorry, after the wedding. You know, you get prepared for the wedding. You know, you plan the wedding party and you get your bridal party together and the honeymoon set up and all that other stuff and everything, you know. And it's great, it's wonderful, and all that good stuff. And this is where you really get to see how he is when it comes to the budgeting and come to the money and all of that. I mean, he don't, I mean, now in this day and age, a lot of couples really just pretty much like, you know, cough in their own money to be truthful and honest about it. Some are doing it that way nowadays versus the traditional way, you know, where, um, you know, the mom, the daughter on the uh, the parents of the daughter side, you know, they do their part and and so forth and so on. And um, I know my mom, she well, she could only afford, bless her heart, at the time to do the wedding cake, you know, to have someone to do that for us and everything, you know, because she really wasn't making like any like you know making a lot of money, if you will. Um, but what she did, she wanted to do, and that was to, um, you know, bless us with that. If she couldn't do anything else, she wanted to do that. And that was very, very appreciative um, and all those things. Um, for me personally, I would say I really wish I had the nerve to really speak my truth about certain things during the time of, you know, our engagement because I have noticed certain things and I was hesitant to really bring it to his attention. Um, and... Because me, I'm a quiet type, so I don't like conflict. I don't like to cause any conflict, and I don't like to hurt people's feelings. That's just how I am. But I, I, I realize, you know, of course now that you know, 
I was hurting myself more, you know, than, than him, you know, because I did not speak my truth. I did not say anything as I should have said before I said I do. Okay, now I'm just being raw with you. I'm being real with you. And there's a lot of sisters out there that probably will agree the same thing and say, you know what? I too wish I would have said something before I had jumped the broom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I should have just said, you know what? We need to take some extra time to really get to know each other. Well, we need to take more time to really... Um, you know, get more involved in, you know, biblically wise, you know, and understand the trueness and, and the meaning of a covenant marriage and, and, the, and the honor and the respect towards each other. Because let me tell you, a lot of sisters out here still, you know, believe that, um, they don't, um, they don't like that word submission, right? They, they hear that word and they think, oh, I have to bow down to this man, blah, blah, blah. And that is so far from what the word of God is saying, you know, and we, and we also fail to remember, to, to realize that the men too is also, um, is also to, um, is also uh, supposed to submit. I can't even get that out of my mouth. But he too is supposed, he, no, he's supposed to uh, submit as well. So both parties are submitting to each other. They're submitting to God and they're submitting to each other. But of course, with the world, the world, you know, you know, kind of uh, flushes that part out. And the only thing that stands out is, you know, women submitting to the men. You know, and, you know, a lot of these sisters out here today are definitely like, uh-uh, I ain't getting married to no man. I ain't submitting to nobody. Blah, blah, blah. And this thing, whatever, you know. And that is just a wrong way to think. God does, God did not create the marriage where the man becomes the bully, you know, in the marriage. That is not how that works. Okay, both individuals submit to each other. Yet the husband is the head of the household. Yes, he is. But that doesn't mean that he abuses that authority and put it on on over you. And you are like a little, you know, you go ahead and say yes, like yes, massa, in a kind of in that kind of way. You know, um, that's not how it works. Yes, you honor God first and you honor your husband um, and whatnot, but you both are submitted to each other, you know, um, to God and to each other as husband and wife with honor and respect towards each other. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you both really guys to understand that before you guys commit to the marriage. And that's just real talk, man. Um, you know, he has to understand who you are as a woman of God, and you need to understand him as a man of God. And that's why it's so important to have a premarital counseling with the pastor or bishop of your church. If you are a member of your church, both of y'all go to the same church or whatever, you know, this is the perfect time, if you have not done so already, to set a, an appointment with that bishop and or pastor of the church. They will tell you how it works, you know, what, how there's six or eight weeks 
um, ministry, uh, premarital um, ministry works or what have you. And y'all need to be ready for that too. Uh, if you are blessed to have a, a true honorable man or woman of God that truly, you know, allow the word of God, you know, they follow the word of God, you know, directly or what have you, they're going to be real with you. They're going to speak their truth to you. Now, of course, at the end of the day, you know, you still have to make your decision if you want to marry him or not. But be prepared and be ready for what the pastor or the, the, the you know, the minister, you know, needs to say. You know, when it comes to the questions, when it comes to the challenges or the test that, you know, they present to you and to your future spouse. So, yes, it is very, very important, beloved, that you definitely have that premarital counseling with the church, especially if that's the church where you're going to get married to. And the pastor is the one that's going to, you know, reside, going to preside in the marriage. Yes, it is important to do that because you have to have a better clarity and understanding based on the word of God, how this marriage is how it's going to work, right? Of course, we don't have all the answers. Of course we don't. But where you are right now, what you have, that's enough to get you and your spouse moving forward to the next uh, season um, in your marriage, right? Um, I think that will make a huge difference because again, the challenges are going to come and when they come, you both will be able to hopefully be able to handle it in a, in such a way that that problem won't become weighed down. It won't, it won't, it won't be heavy on both of y'all. It won't uh, separate you guys. You know, you go on one corner of the ring and he goes in the other corner of the ring and then you both still heated over the argument. You know what I mean? You both will be able to handle it, you know, um, as mature, uh, you know, adults and you, you know, you're, you'll pray together about it and you're both will, you know, each of you have your own private time with God to talk about it and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to y'all. Um, and then you guys will come together, you know, still loving and honoring and respecting each other, even though you may have some disagreements. That is, that is a given. You guys will have some disagreements, but hoping that those disagreements won't become, you know, uh, brutal where it will cause conflict and it will cause more stress and, you know, more pain. Okay. Um, because it can't happen that way. It can't happen sometimes. Right. But you guys will already know the solution to the problem. And that is to talk it over, pray it over, and, you know, and just trust in God that he will take care of the issues and that knowing that God will give you the answers as to what to do with that situation or with that problem. These things here is something that what I'm, what I'm addressing to you guys, this is something that I I tell you the truth that it is, it, it, it needs to be, uh, implemented in in everybody's household. It really, really does. But unfortunately, it's not the case. You know, um, our young, our younger generation, if you will, or just people in general, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's this current generation or even in my generation, 
You know, we get so lost in the sauce in terms of, oh, I found my true Romeo, I found my prince, I found my Boaz or whatever, and he's fine and he's this and he's that or whatever and all those things. But truthfully, did God say he's your husband? (laughs) At the end of the day, you know, you definitely need to confirm that. You know, that's why I said, ladies, don't get so lost in him. Don't get so caught up in the romance and all of that. You know, you really got to stay alert and focused, especially around this time, the sensitive time of your life before you say I do. Um, this, This is still the time where you can, you know, move forward or you can say, you know what? We need some time to really ponder on this decision before we make a bad decision and we both regret it later. There's a lot of people who don't really want to admit their truth about that. There's some people who would still go ahead into the marriage knowing that that person is not meant for them, knowing that there's something about that individual that they don't really feel comfortable about, but yet they still go ahead and get married to them anyway. You know, don't do that to yourself. You know, that's why I said, ladies, you got to learn how to love you 100%. Because if you love yourself that much, you will not dare allow anybody abuse you in no form or fashion. And that's just real talk. You won't even allow yourself to abuse you. Okay. You will not allow yourself to put yourself in that kind of stress and that kind of, uh, uh, you know, um, disharmony in that marriage. You will stand up and speak your truth and say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable right now. I'm not 100% sure we should make this move, you know? He may not understand or what have you, but if he loves you enough, he will understand, he will respect your decision. He may not understand it right away, but he has to respect that, right? Right? And you definitely need to make sure, you know, um, that this is the right thing to do. Now, once you have finalized that and this and if and the Holy Spirit said, Yes, this is your husband, but whatever, you guys go ahead, you move on to the next phase in your life, and of course you get married, have a wonderful honeymoon and all those things like that. Now here comes the here comes the real work. Okay? Once all of the the partying and the wedding, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, moment is gone, now it's time to do the work. And a lot of couples are not ready to work. They're not ready to work a marriage. You know, they think that the marriage is just is just going to be what it bliss. And I'm not saying that it can be. It can be because it can. But, you know, it does require work for both parts. You know, how to, you know, stay romantic towards each other. That's, um, you know, that's a continuous uh, flow of intimacy. And as I said before, intimacy is not about penetration. You know, it's not about, you know, having sex. No, intimacy is really getting to know each other. You share your deepest thoughts with him and he, vice versa, is sharing his deeper thoughts with you. There, you guys, and here's one thing I have learned in my marriage, that you are not going to be the same person the day that you got married. Okay, if you've been married for more than a decade or so, y'all are not the same. You have changed so many times through the course of being married, right? 
And that's something that you guys got to be prepared for, too. It's unfortunate that, you know, some, you know, some people don't let, you know, don't say those things. Be prepared for change. Not so much change within your environment or in your economy, but change in you, change in him, changes in the marriage, right? It's going to change. Things are going to change. The issues, the problems, the the challenges, the trials, the tribulations, it's going to change, y'all. But while you are going through that change, praying that God is in the midst of that and he is helping you through that change, right? Because change can be very difficult. Change can be uneasy and uncomfortable, right? Because we're so comfortable being where we are. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to leave our nest. We want to stay where we have been all our lives, right? And God has another plan for your life. You know, he may have a plan for your spouse life, you know, where it requires you guys to relocate. These are things that, you know, we don't talk about, you know, prior to marriage, but it needs to be discussed. And I'm hoping, you know, that when you have that premarital counseling that, you know, that pastor will bring these things up into discussion, right? You know, if you guys haven't talked about it before you got engaged, definitely it needs to be talked before you got, you know, you get married. You know what I'm saying? So you both will know how you both feel about it when and if it does happen in the future to come where you guys will have to relocate. You guys will have to move to a different state because of the job that you have, you know, or the job has, you know, decided to cut down, you know, and, and, and you, and your spouse loses his job or you lose your job. How are you guys going to be able to handle that challenge where the income has you know, has shifted. You know what I'm saying? These are things that needs to be brought that needs to be brought up to the table, honey, and need to be dealt with and 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 see how you guys can handle that. Because, you know, it's so we it's so easy for us to say, you know, oh I feel bad for so and so, you know, because you see somebody else going through it. But when it hits your house, it's a whole different conversation. Right? It's a whole different conversation. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what could happen tomorrow, right? Um, And that's why it's so important that we build this relationship with the Lord and that we are strengthened by him, you know, and prepare ourselves for what's to come. So we would know what to do about the situation. Um, And having your spouse, you know, Um, there to support you. And that's another thing too, you know, some men may not feel comfortable with their wives working outside the home. Like I said, these are things that you got to, you know, have a conversation with. Will he be supportive when you decide that you want to work outside the home, you know, especially when y'all have kids and, you know, of course you will have that, that, that moment to be with your child, your baby and all that. But once that baby is is a little toddler now at that point in your life and you ready to move forward and start working, will your spouse be supportive with that? You know, will he, you know, decide like maybe it's best for you just to stay home and I will go ahead and be the breadwinner and all this other stuff or whatever. That's a, that's a conversation you guys can talk about, you know, anything can happen, you know, between now and then, but it's just good to know 
where he stands and where you stand, you know, so both of you won't be blind. You know, you won't be blinded by the, by the response or the action, you know, or, or your actions won't, you know, paralyze, you know, you guys. Okay. Um, these, 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 uh, these things that I'm bringing to your attention, uh, is not discussed on an average. It really isn't because today in today's society, it's all about the glitz and the glam. It's all about who has the prettiest wedding gown and who has, you know, um, what honeymoon they're going on to and all this other stuff and everything. And that's all cute and all. It's really, really cute. But that's not gonna, that's not gonna save your marriage. It's not gonna keep you, keep your marriage, you know, um, together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I said, after the honeymoon is over and you guys come back from that wonderful moment of paradise (laughs) and y'all get to your home, the real work begins, right? The real work begins and, um, it will, you will be tested. Your emotions will be tested. Uh, your trust towards each other will be tested. Um, you know, um, it, it's a whole lot that's going to come your way. Um, but I'm hoping that you guys will be prepared and ready for whatever comes. Because we don't know the day or the hour. We don't know what unexpected things will happen. But the point is that both of you will have, will be working together hand in hand and say, you know what, babe, we've been through a lot before. We can get through this again. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what's so wonderful about marriage like that. You know, knowing that you have each other's back in spite of the storm that comes, in spite of what is being presented before y'all, um, you know that each, you know, you have each other and that you guys can get through it together. And that's such a beautiful thing. You know, if y'all, if you have that going on, you best believe nine times out of 10, your marriage is going to be absolutely successful. It's, 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 it's going to be a beautiful love story. It really, really is because you both are together no matter what, through thick and thin, y'all took those vows seriously, right? Rich, poor, sickness, health, right? To death do your part. All of that stuff, all what we profess to each other and before God, you know, that is a covenant promise. And sometimes when people uh, repeat those vows, they don't understand what they're what they're committing to. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Especially for rich and for poor, right? You know, God's saying those things for a reason, okay? Because you you don't know what, how things are going to be like in the next five years or the next 10 years or even the next two years, you know, um, after you married. You know, one minute you may have money, living in a beautiful community and all of that. And the next thing you know, you guys, you know, in the verge of losing your house because of a job loss or he got an accident or you got an accident. And, you know, and it it has just changed everything. You know what I'm saying? You really don't know what you guys are going to face. So when you make these commitments to each other, these promises to each other, 
You better believe that you're going to go through those promises you're made towards each other. You know, I don't know if any pastor has ever done this where they actually had taken the vows out and printed out and gave it to the to to the couple and they actually read the vows because when you're standing before God and the and the and and the and the pastor and 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 the family and y'all speaking these vows to each other, y'all at the moment. You know, you're at that all so sweet romantic moment, right? You know, and, and you just want to get it over with. <laughs> you're just going through the routine, right? But it's a huge difference when you actually have the words in front of you and you are actually, you know, um, studying what you are professing to each other. I've noticed now that, um, you know, in today's society, that those who do get married, they don't even say those vows no more. They they make up their own vows, or they just come up with something else. They don't even say, you know, through uh, sickness and health, or rich or poor. They don't say none of that. They say something totally different. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I think that's a you know that's kind of crazy. Um, you know, I don't know why they don't, they choose not to do the traditional, uh, speak the traditional vows or whatever. Um, but you know what? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, at some point down through the line, through the lives of you, of your marriage, you're going to experience, you know, the richer and poorer moment and the sickness uh, you know, and uh, health moment. You know, you're gonna you're gonna experience those good seasons as well as those bad seasons and those devastating seasons because it, it's coming. It's gonna come. Um, but yes, I I just I don't know if you know through those uh, premarital counselings. I don't recall my former our former pastor ever did that. I don't even think he did. Um, I mean, he he was good, but I think it could have been done better. (laughs) And I'm just being honest. I think it could have been done better because I didn't really, I really did not feel like we learned enough about each other. You see what I'm saying? That's and and that's why I'm bringing this to everybody's attention about considering taking that opportunity with the pastor of your church and doing the six to eight weeks. And, I, and I'm pretty sure any pastor or minister, you know, that, you know, is going to marry you, they will bring it to your attention. Well, you need to have a six or, you know, you need to have a class, you know, a premarital session with me before I even, you know, marry, before I marry y'all, you know what I'm saying? And, um, because they, because they, they want to, you know, advise you and don't, and teach you and, um, you know, counsel you, um, as to what you need to do, what you not need to do to each other when it comes to conflict and, or disorder, how to handle all these things and, and how through all of that, that God is the center of it all. And that you as, you know, as both of you are Christians, that you're supposed to put God in everything that you do. Because when it gets in the heat of the moment in a marriage argument, in an argument in a marriage, I would say, some of us don't put God nowhere. We kick God out. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just kick them out because we so overwhelmed and we traumatized. We, you know, we heated up. We angry, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, and then once we have cooled down, you know, some of us still don't even think about, you know, about God. We just you know, start leaning on our own understanding or our emotions and we, you know, get all beside ourselves and like, well, I don't want to sleep with her. I don't want to sleep with him. And, you know, he got on my nerves and I want nothing to say and all this other stuff or whatever. And I get that does happen, but honestly, we are supposed to just really come to each other before that sun goes down. We're supposed to, as a husband and wife, we're supposed to apologize to each other and hold each other and talk to each other and pray to pray to pray with each other, you know, pray with one another and all those things. It's so important, guys. If you really want to have that beautiful, sweet, romantic wedding, let me tell you, it does exist. It can happen, okay? Um, but it's a process for everybody. You know, there's some that will will gravitate to that real quick but there are some marriages that will take some time to get there that is if both parties are willing to allow God to come and make some changes um, in the both of y'all right Um, but it can be done you can have a successful marriage um, until you know until the day you pass on you guys can have a wonderful wonderful um, ministry as a, as a married couple, you know, and be real with it by sharing your experiences with other young couples. I have a dear friend of mine, which is actually my daughter's godmother. Um, her belated husband and her, they hosted, um, you know, a marriage, um, I won't say like it was a marriage counseling, but they had like a marriage ministry uh, in their house years ago. And, you know, they will invite the couples to come over and they will talk, you know, about marriage in the biblical, based on the, you know, um, based on the word of God. They just use the word of God as a reference or what have you. And they would just talk about whatever, you know, whatever the topics were, whatever the the conversation was, they will talk about it, you know, whether it was dealing with uh, intimacy, what was dealing with, um, you know, feeling intimidated or whatever, insecurities or whatever the case was. Um, and their, their ministry, it was a ministry because for one thing, um, her husband was a, was a minister. And, you know, she was, you know, uh, first lady and all those great things. Um, but they, you know, also took their marriage um, to another level. And their marriage wasn't perfect by any means either now. Um, they, they had their, their moments too. They had their, their arguments and their disagreements or whatever. But at the end of the day, they knew that they were meant for each other. They knew how to deal with the crisis or the challenges that was weighing in their marriage and weighing in their, uh, in their life with their kids, uh, with, uh, with job loss or sickness or what have you. They knew how to do it through the previous mistakes that they made. Did you hear what I say? (laughs) 
through the through the previous mistakes that they made. Both of them made mistakes. And if my sister was uh, was here, she will probably definitely will agree with that. And that's the thing, guys. You're going to make mistakes um, in the marriage. You know, don't try to act like you have the answer, like you know what you're doing and all of that. Especially if this is your first, you know, uh, your first marriage with each other. You know, um, just enjoy the moment. You will make mistakes. You will, um, you know, um, be challenged. You will have those arguments. But at the end of the day, though, you both know that you and him are meant to be, you're destined to be, and that you can get through this by the grace of God. You guys can get through it, right? So your marriage is a ministry, hands down. Your marriage is uh, is uh, a, a beautiful uh, vocal um, uh, focal point to your children because your children. Um, we get the first lesson of how, you know, a husband is supposed to treat their wife and how a wife is supposed to be treated by the husband and how she's supposed to treat her husband and vice versa and all those things. You know what I'm saying? So it's a ministry right in your own home before you even minister your marriage out in public, right? So that's something there too, guys, that you definitely got to take under consideration if you're want to having, you know, kids in the in the picture in the near future okay that's something there too and let me tell you when it's time to have a child be prepared for that because that too again will change you it's going to change your whole perspective about being a brand new parent it's going to change your whole mood about you know being a um you know being um sensual to your husband because of your body shape and your hormones going on tipsy turvy i'm just being real with you sister you know what i'm saying and and sometimes you know we feel insecure about our bodies and especially after giving birth you know you one of your husband is still attracted to you you know and all those things girl please you gonna change and not just on the inside but the outside too how about that there okay now if you definitely are the uh are a health person you definitely you know all about getting back in shape and everything that's all good but there's some of us sisters you know that's just not it it just it just ain't gonna happen (laughs) but at the end of the day your husband if he still finds you beautiful and attractive and all those things you know, that's a blessing from God right there because God, he loves us no matter how big or how small we are, right? He knows that we're going to gain the weight. He knows that, right? But he still loves us the same. And likewise, it's the same thing with your spouse and even with your husband. He ain't going to have that six pack forever, Shugs, right? He's going to gain some weight too, right? But you're still going to find him handsome and sexy and attractive and all of those things, even through his faults, even through his, you know, his moments, you still will love him the same, right? And that's what makes that marriage so romantic, so intimate, so beautiful, so special, right? Well, listen, guys, I'm going to go ahead and shut this down. But uh, I will continue on talking a little bit more about it because this is a deep, 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 deep topic when they talk about getting married, you know, because we cannot afford to keep on jumping the broom, 
you know, and don't sweep up the mess, you know. We got to really get down to the nitty gritty and talk about it and let people know that marriage is a blessing from God. God created this marriage, created marriage. So it is supposed to be good. It's supposed to be beautiful. Even through the challenges and the hard times, it can still be a beautiful, successful marriage indeed. So I hope you guys have a awesome, awesome day. Continue to love one another. Continue to enjoy the day. Go out and get you some ice cream or just go ahead and just chill and have fun with your family. Play a game with your kids or whatever. Or just just enjoy the moment. You know what I'm saying? Don't let life, um, you know, continue to weigh you down. Don't worry about what's going on in this world, okay? They got enough problems as it is. Just embrace what God has given you right now. And that is life. And he wants you to enjoy it more abundantly, right? So we're going to close out with a prayer. Until next time, my my beloved family, I hope you guys just stay blessed and stay encouraged. So God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform. I pray that this has been a blessing to all of my listeners out there. Uh, For those who are married, I pray that this will be uh, will be like a like an electrical current that comes into their marriage, and it will just spark things up again, uh, where they felt things were kind of dry at the moment. Help them to remember why they fell in love in the first place, oh God. Help them to remember the importance of each other in the marriage, and not focus on the problems in the marriage. And for those who are single, oh God, you know who they are. You know, you know their hearts. You know they are that their desires are to get married. Help them, O oh God, to be open-minded. Help them, O oh Lord, to just focus on you, and that they will continuously uh, talk to you. Um, help them to not get so caught up in the emotions, but to get caught up into you, so they can understand the true value of your love. And they can understand the true value of the of the marriage. Because your love for us is a covenant relationship. And your love never dies. Help us, oh God, to understand the true value of the covenant of marriage. And the true value of the covenant of the relationship that we have with you. We give you praise, oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>